everyone, and thank you for joining for this week's version of the Thursday Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, a topic that a lot of physicians have asked me as I've been working with them across the country. So the, the topic of the day is advanced care planning. Uh, a lot of providers understand what the basic components of advanced care planning are, um, but we're going to spend some time answering some of those frequently asked questions. So in order for us to do that, uh, we need to have a baseline of what exactly is advanced care planning. So advanced care planning includes the explanation and the discussion of any of your advanced directives. It includes recommendations for potential treatments. It includes an overview of what is the patient's disease progression, and really discussions about how the patient wants to have their care moving forward. Our advanced care planning is a time-based code. So that makes it a little bit different. Yes, we have to have our documentation requirements, but the time is really gonna be the factor for us to determine what CPT code we use to bill. Our 99497 is for that, thir that first 30 minutes. And the thing to remember here is, is with this code, we have a threshold. So what the threshold is, is 16 minutes or more in advanced care planning with that patient. So if a provider spends 16 minutes or more, but they don't hit that entire 30 minutes, they can bill that 99497. On the flip side, say we have a provider who spends an hour with a patient in advanced care planning. The first 30 minutes would be reported as your 99497, and then your second 30 minutes would be reported as a 99498. So it really is a time-based code. You have your threshold, but they also give you an opportunity to get credit for additional time that you're spending with the patient above and beyond that 30 minutes. Your documentation requirements for advanced care planning are pretty straightforward. Uh, first and foremost, you need to indicate that the discussion with the patient is voluntary on their part, that they are a willing participant. They want to have this discussion with you. The second thing is, what is the current state of the patient's disease? Um, what is their disease progression? Are there any available treatments for this disease and this progression? Does the patient have any specific requirements around life-sustaining measures that they want? Are they going to um, be okay if CPR has to be performed on them or if they have to be put on a ventilator or some other life-sustaining measures? Or do they have a do not resuscitate order in place? Um, life expectancy based on the disease the patient's age, and any comorbidities that they have that could create some additional um, concerns around the care of the patient, any of the clinical recommendations that you have as a treating physician. And the big thing is a comprehensive review of the patient's past medical history, medical documentation, reports, or any old responses to previous treatments that the patient may have had. So even though it is a time-based code, we do have some pretty specific documentation requirements that have to be listed in order for us to prove the medical necessity of using the CPT code. One of the things that I get asked a lot is, 
is there a minimum on how much we can code for this or how many times we can bill for this? And per your CPT code lines, there is no limit on the number of times advanced care planning can be reported for a, for a given period of time. When services are billed out multiple times for a given patient, we would expect to see a documentation change in that patient's health status or in their wishes for end of life care. So if you're gonna be billing this out multiple times, your documentation definitely needs to show some sort of change from the first encounter to the second or to the third. Another question I get asked is, in what settings can advanced care planning um, be provided and built? So the nice thing is, is there's no place of service limitation on your advanced care planning. And these services can be provided in multiple settings. So what that means for you is you can perform in them in the outpatient setting, you can perform them in the inpatient setting. We don't have that place of service limitation that we do with some of our other CPT codes. The other question that I get asked is, can your advanced care planning be reported in addition to an evaluation and management visit? And the nice thing about this is, is these services can and may be billed on the same data service or on a different data service as most other CPT codes or most other ENM codes, excuse me. And they can be billed during the same service period as your transitional care management or chronic care management services. A modifier 25 should be submitted on those encounters um, for that evaluation and management. And really that is just to show that your advanced care planning is a separately identifiable service. So you're going to want to make sure that on your ENM, these are your, your office visits or your inpatient, that you put that modifier 25 and then you can add your advanced care planning on top of it. The last thing that providers ask me frequently is, with advanced care plan, are there work RVUs attached to this? Absolutely, there's work RVUs attached to this. Um, every year they change or they get updated. And right now, the work RVUs for the 99497 are at 1.5. So hopefully this information was helpful to you as you learn a little bit more about advanced care planning and how this can help you to manage and take care of your patients more moving forward. Thanks for joining us and have a great Thursday.